Welcome to your favorite comic book YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. I think we're going to be looking at a pretty highly Kayfabe affected book today, Jimmy. And uh, the patrons at our Patreon uh, get first dibs on the things that we talk about and show off on this channel. Hit the description in the video for that. And if you're a King Kayfaber, you get all the videos before anybody else. And you're watching us live stream this recording session before we even edit the videos, thus giving you that leg up on the kayfabe effect but the vids are brought to you by the books that we make and 2023 gonna be a pretty big year the hip-hop family tree omnibus is coming to you in 2023 504 pages 140 pages of additional material that uh, is not in the original four volumes we're starting the next round of red room crypto killers is the name of this season of red room comics and you're looking at the newsstand cover of uh that issue of red room there's the jimmy cover Peach Momoko, I did a fresh variant, and there is a sketch cover. Four volumes, Hip Hop Family Tree, two volumes, Red Room out there on the stands right now in trade paperback form. Three volumes, X-Men Grand Design, and WYSIWYG is out there. Jimmy has forthcoming, Street Angel, Princess of Poverty. Uh, it is a companion piece to Street Angel, Deadliest Scroll Alive, trade paperback. You get both books. You have all of the Street Angel comics that Jimmy has uh, drawn and put out to date he also has plain janes out in the wild and hulk grand design the treasury edition going fast scoop it up sooner than later now jimmy we know plenty about comics man but we don't know everything and who knew that alex ross wrote and drew a damn kingdom come special what's his title what's the title of this comic jimmy <laughs> i'm not sure justice society of america kingdom come special superman number one shot <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at january of uh, 09 is when this thing got put out into the universe probably december of uh, 08 but it's written and illustrated by alex ross and key note there illustrated does not mean painted right yeah he didn't go he didn't go full finishes but alex sinclair who is a colorist i'm pretty critical uh about on this channel i think he does a great job capturing the uh alex ross palette and uh sells you on the idea it feels like an alex ross comic it's really interesting, and part of what interested me in this is we looked at that Fantastic Four Alex Ross Abrams book. Go check out that video if you haven't already. And again, it's Alex Ross drawing rather than painting. And I actually prefer his drawings. You would catch them in the past in things like that Awesome Comics source book has a bunch of his drawings. Sometimes yeah. it'd be a cover drawing. And I was always impressed by his drawings. Um, so now that he's drawing comics, it's very interesting to see a I don't know, man. It's it's interesting to me that a guy who's as successful as he is as a painter goes into the drawing, and I think it speaks to his love of comics. It does, yeah, sure. Like, this is, you know, his passion and stuff like that. Uh, if he went to do the color on each of these pages, he probably wouldn't have the couple hundred hours it takes to do his Oscar artwork or whatever. Pretty reserved, some of the color choices that Sinclair makes. You know, like, you look back here, and it's just flat. And I, I like that. I, I wish more colorists would do that. You know, if you want to render a little bit, render your foreground figures, really make them pop, but then use uh, some restraint in, in, in different levels. On top of uh, what Alex Ross does, you know, he comes from the illustration world. His mother was an illustrator, and there's a lot of back-end comping that uh, illustrators do that doesn't get seen. And on Alex Ross's YouTube channel, in, at least in terms of the Fantastic Four, he did color roughs for everything. He, he just doesn't want to take or they can't afford to give him the loot to like take those hours to like put that final piece of the color that might be the most laborious part of the process yeah. for him or something he, he also does a good job uh, especially in this spread of 
saturated primary yeah. colors in your foreground, which again, I'd love to see more colorists do that. Yeah. And I imagine there were a lot of conversations between Alex Ross and Alex Sinclair. I do too, because Alex Sinclair don't take these lessons to his other stuff. He just doesn't. There's a lot of lessons to learn here. Mixing the lore, right? Like he's taking the DC universe as we know it, taking his Kingdom Come universe and mashing them together. Both Supermans, you've just seen them interact. So now the Kingdom Come Superman is in DC proper. Right, and hanging out with the Justice Society uh, characters there. Yeah. For, I was trying to think about like, this is a subdued comic. Uh, For all of the hyperbole, and, and I started to think like, what is Alex Ross's style to me? And to me it's like, it's it hyperbole comes to mind. You just want to see him. You don't want to see this in Alex Ross. You want to see the costumes and you would see the bombast and, and the, the over the top stuff. But he's making a comic where you have to go through this to get to the other the other joints, man. Yeah, it's interesting that it does, you know, maybe it doesn't suit everything. One of the topics, and we'll probably talk more in depth in the near future about this, is this idea that there are these other approaches. Like, I'm not going to, I enjoyed this comic. First, I'll say that, but I don't think every comic should be made this way, right? You know, and and I enjoy Charles Schultz, and I don't think every comic should be made that way, and that's a wide spectrum. Yeah, you know, so it is interesting to see like how some of this stuff works. He also painted a Sandman Mystery Theater annual short story, and I have that, and it might be worth looking at because it's again taking, you know, you think of like big gods, the superheroes as gods, as Alex Ross. It's a black and white, like, 1930s set tale, a right. street level. So, you know, it is interesting to see him kind of exercising his style at, at these different um, settings and moods and, and things. Look at that. Here's Johnny face right there. Yeah. I think I know the reference for, for that bit right here. Love that, that panel being all busted up the way it is, too. Totally. There's such great stuff. Like, good retrospective panels. You could tell in the sepia. Notices the screen cloud at the bugle. And with his inform the information that he has in his life experience, that cloud is Joker doing some wild shit, man. And we see him bringing this paperweight down. That pays off a little bit later, yes. but it's a different time and place. And uh, this is like some Luther fucks trying to do away with Superman with some kryptonite. But I guess. We, I guess we got to do uh, Kingdom Come to figure out like why Kryptonite doesn't affect uh, this Superman. I don't want to give anything away, but I have a. I just picked up a new Kingdom Come mm-hmm. that has great stuff in it, like extra back material. It's kind of like that Arkham Asylum, like 15 year edition or something. I love how we get that one glimpse of Green Cloud on the page, last panel before the page turn, and now we're in that environment. Yeah, and also this is this alternative universe Superman losing his mind, which we're going to see as the story unfolds why this is so significant to him, seeing this green cloud, but it cost my Hulk, in my mind. Sure. <laughs> Something triggered this Superman. Yeah, he's wild, dude. Like, he's going him. He's knocking dudes out of buildings. Yes. Letting them fall to their demise. This is pretty sick, dude, because like now we get the palette change. Like, you create a hole, and then it, it communicates the dissipation of all that gas. I also like him trying to figure out some of these visuals that aren't necessarily... I have a model that's well lit and, you know, photo reference, like how do we represent some of these things? It's cool to see an artist doing that. Even this, man, nobody in superhero comics does this. Right. Where you have the jacked up sidewalk when a dude lands with something heavy. Another one of this repeating this motif, right, of our our Joker and everything that triggers in his memory. 
All work and no play. And what happens? Real Superman, our Superman, shows up to be like, dude, you're going to kill those guys. And what's he do? Just swings wildly at whoever tapped him on the shoulder. Right. But realizes the folly of his mistake. Oh, damn. But then when he goes to uh, check out proper Superman, see, Lois is alive mm -hmm. in this universe, man. And, and Kingdom Come guy is making note of that. Goes to grab this the Superman. And, and there are so many moments, man, where like, Christopher Reeve like yeah like this is the this is the model that uh Alex Ross uses we'll see him in the back but that's much more a Christopher Reeve kind of face great three panel sequence too with Lois Lane framed in the middle mm -hmm. because she changes this whole dynamic yeah seeing her changes this future or this alternative Superman and it's positioned perfectly visually to get that across you right. can't miss her when you're reading that totally so uh the Superman of uh, our time space or whatever is like the way you hit me first off you knocked a dude out of a building and i was coming to save him uh and second off you didn't know who i was like you clearly are checking up on me because you realize you made a mistake but what would happen if you would hit a human or just some regular person on the street with uh with a punch like that Kind of an interesting uh, time jump, too, that we see the two-page spread in the beginning of that punch, essentially. Yeah. And now we've done a time loop to how did we get to that punch. Right. And, and uh, yeah, I wonder if this is kayfabe a bit, because this is from, from uh, Kingdom Come, I think. Yeah, I'm not positive of that image, but that two-page spread is definitely like a, like a circle in time. Yeah. And you know what? Yes! We look at a million comics where you don't get to that cool money shot until page 18, don't do that. Do this. Find right. a way to show us what we're paying money to see. So now, so now we got to get Alex Ross's dad into the yes into the, into game. the model chair. Do you think it would have been more effective if uh, if this guy would have just been a brunette, you know, a younger version or something? Because isn't Kingdom Come? Is that more futuristic? I don't know. I guess it is set in the future, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, that 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 might be a good tip. I didn't even think of that reading it. Cause you are getting wisdom from this old dude so right and it's the it's the, um it's accidental wisdom it's just kind of a a conversation but like this guy really just wants to go back to his wife but in getting out of this conversation with clark kent uh he's dropping jewels love how mundane the color palette is here but not all browns you know like there's a lot of flesh tone it's a very warm scene and that might be the com most comfortable looking pews I've ever seen, man. This calls to mind the uh, like the Justice League. I always think of whenever I see this headquarters, I always think of the Swamp Thing with sure. Bissette and Alan Moore, you know? Yeah, totally. We got our uh, Fleischer-like Superman kind of mourning. Struggling, struggling to make sense of this world and, and everything he lost in his world. Kind of like that. That's a big thing to try to channel in a character. Yeah. And and he never lets you forget that, like, this is a Superman of a different era, different time space, man. So he calls her Mrs. Kent, and she even acknowledges, like, Mrs. Kent, Mrs. right there. Like, what? Yeah, so bringing in Lois Lane to have a heart-to-heart. -heart. Yeah. Would you tell me how your Lois died? I was trying to see if it's, like, in the future, if it, how I died or something. But no, it's just a different, it's a different Earth. And we see that that gas cloud is a Jack Nicholson fucking Joker gas cloud. You see the damage that it does to the people. Lois comes out, brains him with the fire extinguisher, 
has a gas mask on doesn't do much to that guy man he's got like little brains rattling around in there picks up that paperweight you see far away superman doing everything he can to get there as soon as possible to the point where he's on fire yeah he's Bre- a meteor breaking the sound barrier yeah and then some here's your d more uh your mortal Kombat versus the dc universe Ooh, turn the page and really get it face off <laughs> it's incredible now i want someone to make a make a zine of like the history of mortal Kombat in comics because i mean we've got at least 15 15 years here represented this morning that jack nicholson man i wonder if he i wonder if he could uh get some residuals off of that <laughs> right that's close man it is close it's funny how we're all stuck in a time you know that was the awesome joker that that, that marked itself on alex ross's brain right which is surprising and a lot of people probably but the surprising thing with ross though man is that he's like one of those he's one of those like fanboy types that's like really rooted in his his era you know so like the fact that nicholson was was able to beat out Caesar Romero is probably noteworthy on uh, on Nicholson's part. So Lois is brained, man. She got her head smashed. Uh, they they don't sell it so well. She looks just fine here with like a little bit of fucking Ziggy Stardust on her face. Yeah, they 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 don't sell it in the artwork for sure. Yeah, I do think they kind of sell it with the like. I'm pretty happy with the dialogue exchange. It yeah. feels it feels bad. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe you don't should like. If you're not going to commit, don't show that angle. Stay at this level. Boy, it is tough. You know, like from an art standpoint, it it would be hard to show her just destroy, like her face caved in. Like, totally. It'd man. be a strange thing to see on a page like yeah, this. Yeah, and you don't have to. You could be artful. You could be DC Comics about it. Uh, that that feels very um, Christopher Reeve-ish. This is great. Her last words are, don't lose Clark. Right. And... It, it's it's interesting to see like how this plays out because Lois from our world is like when's the last time you were Clark right and of course uh, this is it as soon as she passes then he becomes you know extreme comics it's a lot of story to fit in there I don't feel like it's cumbersome you know like for a guy who I don't know if he had written other stuff before this or not but uh, I think it's a pretty thoughtful bit of writing in this and and you know there's it's tied in clearly to a bunch of kingdom come and sequels and all this other stuff yeah i think there's two others man there's a magog or mangog and then there's uh one other one probably a justice society yeah maybe um but i don't feel like i need to read those in order to get this Mm-mm. which i think is testament to his uh his ability it came through here you know and this bonus material really highlights that and this is the stuff i love these are considered his like he this is a rough right this is a rough for him might be my favorite alex ross work are his roughs sure uh consistently i mean like these layouts are phenomenal you know all the information is in there it really is and and i i think like when he's doing this kind of stuff he's doing this extra level of thinking of like okay i need to find a good shot of a guy doing this pose i need to find a good car like he's making notes of like the reference that he needs and stuff but he is solid and and this is a fleischer brothers superman that's like his natural drawing style or whatever i can't believe how tight these layouts are and it it, it makes me i I would love to see alex ross do a comic like this like go from this to inks maybe work with an inker you know have steve rude ink this or some you know somebody that that sort of has some some makes sense stylistically but 
it's all there to me. It's it's kind of surprising to me how much further he goes. Yeah. Seeing how he gets from here to here, fascinating. And I know that there are people that worship his art. So is it this sort of level of photo reference that people respond to? You know, do you think if somebody were to ink this stuff up from that rough stage? Because most of it's there. The gesture's there. A lot of lighting is indicated. I wonder how people would respond to the to the work then. To me, that would be more in line with traditional comics. Right. You know, kind of a more impression, a little faster, read it a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a spectacle that people really, really respond to. Like, there are cartoonists that draw kind of like this. Yeah. You know? Mm, more of these pages and i love this is uh the thing that made me mad at the end of this he does all this work does like his detailed pages and then he writes it he says right but you can see he's writing it i think this is what he turned into the editor in the beginning yeah, yeah this was like the the sort of outline version yeah what we're looking at is basically a piece of typing paper here he says it's drawn at actual, actual size. size so this is how big these these pieces are drawn gorgeous which is extremely remarkable it really is getting getting you know like you go in with your pencil and try to make eyes that symmetrical with that level of detail in them. There's so much life in these drawings. You know, the idea of like blowing those up and inking them, I'm surprised people haven't done that. Yeah, and it's it's almost not even inking. It's, it's like, I guess there is. I, I think this is about what he does before he goes into color. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's... I think there's probably more wash. He's indicating much more with pencil yeah. than he would do with his kind of gray wash that he does first, and then he like applies the color over top. Yeah, it's a very mysterious process to me. I've never painted that way. It's yeah. the materials. Yeah, he uses gouache. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first time I saw that like in some magazine article, probably Wizard, Yeah, um, I remember I just being like, what? How does that work? But I know people that do that with digital, you know? So like they'll have like, they'll do this super tight gray rendering and then they'll do flat, almost like flat color in in a digital layer. I remember getting markers as a kid and taking them into a like a newsprint magazine that had black and white photostat photos and then taking like the peach mm -hmm. color in somebody's face and realizing that like that is that's the technicolor process. That's yeah. like the Turner Brothers process whenever he was going in with his billions of dollars and coloring old classics and making everybody mad. It's that, that exact thing. And then you could look at photos of your grandma and stuff yeah. that have that literally airbrush, like the airbrush tool, like comes from a real life thing. And, and that's kind of the approach. Yeah, that would be a service. Like people used to make their living doing that. Yeah. Like hand tinting photos. I got some odd ones in my family. Super uncanny valley, Jimmy. Yes. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah, this is the part I think where he says, you know, after he did all this, then he, then he went in and wrote it. Right. I mean, it's Marvel method. It is, except like he's writing so much along the way. Yeah, but what he's saying, what I wrote, I mean, he didn't, he's not writing yeah, he's dialogue. Scripting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, um. Okay, yeah, so it must be this thing. One of these, there's a Frank Quitely issue, I think, from this. I think they milked this. Like once they decided they were going to do, you know, the Kingdom and spinoffs and all this stuff, I think they did a bunch. I thought it was earlier. I don't remember when Kingdom Come, was it in the 2000s no. that the book came out? No. In the 90s, right? Yeah. I thought so too, but this is like a decade later then. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. There was nothing for a long time. You know, like he even did those big ass books with yeah. Paul Dini before this shit. This, kind of, this is way later. But I do have a, a Quietly in one of these and it's whenever he's still inking. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. It's the offspring, maybe, is his issue. Oh, yeah, all the cool little Joker kids and shit like that. What a what a cool little comic to, to discover so late, you know? Like, so much of superhero comics is just not for me. And 
I would prefer that the artist like write his stuff no matter what level a dude's skill set. So to have a complete Alex Ross vision on the page here is a great document to have. Nice is a complete one shot too. Totally. I, I like a book that actually you get a whole story in it. Absolutely, man. Good choice, Jimmy. How bad is comics that you have to say that? Like I want an issue that has a whole story in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. We could go on and on, man. Uh, Kfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. King Kfabers, get these videos before anybody else. Thanks to our Patreon. Uh, support the Patreon. You get the videos first as well. You could even watch us record these uh, live, completely mitigating the Kfabers effect. But the vids are brought to you by the books that we make. Jimmy, let the people know. What do you got? Street Angel Princess of Poverty coming out in just a couple of months. You can pre-order that one right now wherever you buy comics. It collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Complete your collection with Street Angel Princess of Poverty today. You can also pick up my books Hulk Grand Design and The Plain Janes, both available now in print while supplies last. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download out-of-print zines and mini-comics, see lots more of my art, and see the comics that I am making right now. Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming out 2023. You can get a steep discount on it on uh, on Amazon right now. If you, if you get in quick, 504 pages, 140 pages of new materials that are not in the first uh, four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. Support that book. Scoop it up. Let us know how many of these things we need to print. It's also time for another round of Red Room Comics. Red Room Crypto Killers 1. Going to be hitting stores in May. Put in your pre-orders right now. There are additional flavors of that first issue cover. There's the Jimmy variant, Peach Momoko. I put one together, and we have a sketch cover variant that uh, is not a retail incentive piece. Anybody could order these. And if you draw some cool Red Room shit on them, tag me in it on social media so that I can spread, spread it around. Uh, there are four volumes Hip Hop Family Tree out there, three volumes X-Men Grand Design, two trade paperbacks of existing Red Room Comics and a WYSIWYG is also out there. Jimmy, tell the people what else we have going on. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the link below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, hats, fanny packs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All great ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.